Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Hi there, and thank you so much for being here. It is that time of year again, and we are looking at the holidays. And what the holidays mean for us, especially as parents of children with autism, they have a lot of sensitivities and a lot of dietary needs and strategies that we have to be somewhat challenged by or can be challenged by. And uh, so I wanted to help give you a few tips for healthier holiday eating strategies. So I will link to a few things to today's show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 137. But really what happens when we eat the bad foods, the gluten, dairy, wheat, corn, soy, and sugar, and along with these food colorings, which I'll talk a little bit more in detail about today, that these can cause not only a lot of health issues for our kids, but what we see are the behavioral aspects of the toxic overload that happens because our kids already have congested livers and the liver is the organ of detoxification. They're already backed up with toxins. And really when they add in, we add in more, especially with the inflammatory foods, especially like sugar, food colorings, all of these things, it can be really hard. We can watch their behaviors just change. One mom said like, it's like night and day for her child. And I remember that specifically. 
I'll also link to my free seven foods guide, um, the top seven foods to eliminate from your child's diet in order to help them sleep better, have calmer moods, focus better as well. All of these things are really important and diet does make a big difference. So uh, that will be linked to also in today's show notes for you, just to help you understand a little bit more of the specifics behind why these foods are so such triggers. You know, grandma's house itself, you know, might be a, a trigger because, you know, they, they, what can you do when your child wants to eat foods that he shouldn't eat? You know, it's really challenging. Or if they're in a classroom and they're being told they can't eat something that the rest of the class is eating. So sometimes we can have little strategies and tips that can allow them maybe to have a little bit, but they have to understand they can't have a lot. Or if you know your child can't have any, which is often the case for people, then, you know, give them a, a nice substitute uh, that they do like something else that, you know, uh, might be a favorite, but is a healthier food for them. The other thing is at home or at grandma's house or wherever you go, have everybody be eating, you know, healthier foods as well. So that, that it's not just one person being singled out, like, well, why can they eat those foods? And I can't now, I know that's not, that's a lot easier said than done, especially around the holidays. But if you know what food will create strong behavioral and physical problems for your child, then of course, it's really best to avoid them all together. Um, and it is really my wish to help you through the holidays, these holidays, because I know that, that can, there can be a lot of new triggers, a lot of excitement, a lot of changes, and children on the autism spectrum can very often have trouble with all of these differences, the sensory overload. But again, back to these dietary issues, they can be really trying for moms and dads, parents of these children that have these special needs. And we don't want our children to feel isolated and shut out from festivities, but we know these issues can arise from the food celebrations and other things. So what can we do? Well, we can definitely ask grandma to use ingredients that are gluten-free or we can, you know, make modifications, um, maybe some non-dairy things. You can use coconut milk or almond milk or hemp milk are all good substitutes. Of course, getting ones that are organic, that they have, uh, don't have any added fillers. Some of them have sugars added to them and things like that, but they can be a one-to-one -one ratio change um, substitute for uh, milk, regular dairy that's inflammatory. Um, in any recipe or uh, any ingredient uh, things, you know, even gravies have a lot of gluten in them, but you can use coconut flour, almond flour too. Again, we're going to talk about food colorings today, artificial, but artificial ingredients, really nobody should be eating. And I know that, that many people do, but we can avoid this, especially in a, in a nice holiday meal, because we maybe we're having more of a home cooked meal, which is great. The more work cooking you can do at home, the more that you have the choice of what goes into the foods that you and your family are eating versus buying them at the grocery store. If you are buying them at the store, go to health food stores, buy organic whenever possible, but no matter what, read your labels. You can educate family members on this as well. A lot of people really want to help and are willing to try. They just don't really know the difference. And you can always try things out before the big meal, like maybe try a little bit of a you know, a gravy substitute with healthier ingredients and see if that ends up tasting really good. Or if you don't like that one, 
then make another little bit of a gravy somehow and um, just give a few things a, a try until you find something that you really like. And that's often how most of us find the recipes we use anyway, right? Practicing, there's some great, um, I always say when in doubt, um, use the word keto when you're Googling some, some recipes, uh, because that will usually give you healthier, like almond flour and coconut flour ingredients, um, which again, can be substituted a one-to-one -one ratio for wheat flour in any, um, in any recipe, uh, even some cookies, which can be made with monk fruit or stevia instead, uh, monk fruit cooks really well or bakes really well I mean, instead of sugar. Uh, it can be really, really good. Um, at the minimum, again, we're avoiding gluten, dairy, soy, sugar, and food colorings. Uh, corn is also highly inflammatory. Um, but if possible during the holidays, uh, if you're aware of the symptoms that come up for your child with certain foods, then practice at least minimizing if, if you possibly can or remove them. With There are some specific enzymes I'm going to give you. Um, and this is not a permanent fix or something that should be used ongoing to give your child foods that aren't good for them, but they can be really, really helpful when your child gets a hold of a food like gluten that isn't good for them and triggers it because their body cannot digest the, the proteins in them because if, uh, these certain enzymes are lacking in their body. So you can actually take a supplement that can give you these enzymes to help to reduce, or for some kids, even remove a lot of the symptoms. Again, I don't want you to use this as a regular thing to do, but it is it can be really helpful and you can experiment. And with enzymes, the larger the meal is, then the more, the higher the dosage. So, you know, maybe if they're having a little snack or a cookie or something like that, it might be one enzyme. If they're having a large meal, it could be two or three of them. Uh, so that's how you can basically gauge on how to use enzymes. You really can't use too many. They won't, they won't hurt them unless your child somehow has a, a very rare allergic reaction to something and it. Um, it they, they usually are very, very helpful. Um, also, our kids lack a lot of the enzymes in their body to digest regular foods, carbohydrates, just regular sugars in the body, uh, not, not only just gluten, but, uh, of course, dairy as well. And so they can be really helpful, uh, from the use of enzymes, parents have documented better concentration, increased language abilities, improved digestion and behavior in their children. And for the best effect, you have your child take some specific enzymes about 10 to 20 minutes before eating the questionable food or before your, a meal, even if they're, they're, maybe eating healthy foods, but you notice your child's having digestive issues, then you can have them take a couple of enzymes. Again, if, if you can get it into the system, like 20, even sometimes 30 minutes, but if you only got 10 minutes, whatever works for you, don't stress on that, but a little bit before they eat. So those enzymes really get into their digestive tract and open up and start working in there. Then uh, you can do that uh, to help their, uh, their body to be able to digest these foods a lot better. I'm a fan of some Dr. Houston's enzymes. Um, I've done an interview with him in the past and I will link to it in the show notes. And Dr. Houston is one of the world's, I think most foremost, uh, you know, knowledgeable people, experts on enzymes. Uh, he's got a PhD and he's really, really uh, a great guy. And he really knows his, uh, his enzymes. And so 
Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of, uh, and I'll link to them in the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 137. But I'm going to give you a couple of names uh, of some of the enzymes that he makes and what they do. There's one called Trienza that is actually a multiple enzyme product. It means it has multiple types of enzymes to digest various kinds of foods, protein, carbohydrates, sugars, fats, that will help your child and and you, I suggest taking these as well. Um, When you feel nauseous after you eat, that's important to know that the gallbladder is usually backing up and that means that it's not digesting fats properly. So these enzymes can also help with that. So this one's called trienzyme, um, the protein digestion enzyme called dipeptylpeptidase uh, 1V. So DPP4, you'll see, is able to break down the large protein particle in gluten and casein and then transform it into a digestible form. It's also formulated with the enzymes to break down phenols. It's a cost saver because it does multiple jobs in one product. And it's a combination of all three of Houston's top enzyme formulas all in one, including one called no phenol. These come, Trianza comes also in capsules, which could be either swallowed directly or opened up and mixed in with any food or beverage, or they also have powdered forms and chewable forms. So I have linked to this in the show notes so that you can uh, see where they're, see what those are and choose what might work best for you. There's also one called AFP peptizide, which breaks down gluten and casein proteins, uh, just those alone. But the DPP4 is really, really helpful, which is in the trienza. The no phenol is interesting. There is phenol sensitivity uh, with a lot of people and they don't realize it. And you can have physical or emotional symptoms from allergies. So remember that when you see your child having behavioral outbursts, it might not always be emotional. It might be a physical reaction to an allergy. And phenols are very, very common. They're in fruits and vegetables and nuts and a lot of healthy foods. And they're also then contained in plastics and toothpastes and other things like that. They create salicylates in the body and just like, just like an aspirin. So a lot of people have sensitivities and can't take aspirin. And this is why. So children on the autism spectrum or those with leaky gut are very susceptible to them and they can create again, physical and behavioral symptoms. And I'll link to some, uh, a link here for uh, something to, to give you a little bit more information on that as well here in the show notes. Zyme Prime is another one of his enzyme formulas and it breaks down carbohydrates, sugars, and starches. A lot of people have trouble breaking down carbohydrate. In fact, when you have uh, Lyme issues, Lyme's disease, and sometimes mold issues, people will often have trouble uh, with their gut, but carbohydrate digestion can be very challenging. Um, Again, uh, why sugars and starches will also be a trigger. And additionally, the enzyme called Zycarb helps with the digestion of carbohydrates and fats in particular. Um, another thing to mention is, uh, a high quality probiotic, and I will link to, uh, another post that I have done on this in the past, because probiotics are something that a lot of people ask questions about, and there are so many on the market and there are so many bad ones on the market. Um, so I am going to link to a show that I did on probiotics. And so you can learn a little bit more about a couple of high quality ones, and I will link to them for you. 
But just know if you first give your child a probiotic and you haven't had them on any toxin binders or done really much work with detoxification previously, you might notice die-off symptoms, which are an increase in behaviors. And it's not that the probiotic is bad for them or not working, it is actually working well. When you're starting to kill off the bad bacteria like candida, and when that happens, they start to die. When they die and before, as they're being excreted or released from the body, sometimes they're backing up. If the liver is backed up and the detoxification pathways aren't working properly, they can get backed up in the system and then you'll see higher, stronger behaviors. So uh, probiotics should be started. Like I usually say about half the, the dosage, like maybe half of a capsule, open one up and pour half or use half or even a quarter in the beginning, and then wait for 24 hours. Watch how your child does and then continue. If they're okay, you can slowly increase that dosage to the one a day. But if you do too much too quickly with anything, you're going to notice these die-off symptoms. They can be headaches. They can be stomach aches, flu-like symptoms, fever. Uh, it's like your child's sick, or they can be extreme behavioral issues, lack of sleep, uh, agitation, uh, an anxiousness. A lot of things can come up for kids. So uh, always, always I'm stressing to go slowly when adding in anything new. Um, I also uh, have done a, a po podcast in the past about natural allergy desensitization. And I'm going to link to that for you in the show notes as well, because it can give, give you some further help with other allergic triggers that can definitely be affecting you know, uh, other things in their body, physically and emotionally, both. And you're able to, we're able to, uh, over time, actually remove these triggers from the child's body and um, help, it helps their body to heal a little bit faster. And again, remember during the holidays, you're gonna have extra sugar. So beware of, you know, increased sugar intake can also lead to type two diabetes, weaken its gut flora, which is again, where the probiotic helps strengthen that good, good microbiome, that good flora in the gut, which helps strengthen our immune system and helps our brain feel work better when our gut works better. Uh, also, you know, again, is, is fighting off some of that candida at, uh, that's why you want to go kind of slow with things as well. Like I just mentioned, um, many foods eaten during the holidays are typical, you know, to create exponential harm for, for this behavior. So you'll notice, you know, these food allergies have, they cause inflammation. You might see more colds and flu, a weakened, uh, immune system is very, very common sugar depletes the, the immune system extremely. So you might notice if you're, you know, really trying to fight flus, viruses, colds, and keeping the immune system strong, another, this is another great reason to make sure that your child is not eating these foods. Um, there you know, our children on the autism spectrum are particularly sensitive to these chemicals and their detoxification systems just aren't capable, uh, aren't as capable as others to handle them. And you don't even have to have autism to have these kinds of symptoms arise from, uh, from eating these foods. And the brain cells are particularly vulnerable uh, to, these, to these as well. Um, you know, I noticed one time with my own son, by the time he was in middle school, he was, you know, he had improved greatly, was doing really well. 
And then suddenly I received a call from his teacher at school saying he'd been acting out in class. He'd been having a hard time sitting still. He wasn't leaving other kids alone. He'd become really disruptive again. And that hadn't been the case for a long time. And I thought, what is going on? And I don't know why I didn't realize it quicker, but finally I realized it had been Halloween and he had actually been out trick or treating, you know, having fun with you know, the kids in the block and the friends, and he had eaten some candy and it triggered all of these things back. So beware, you know, don't, don't get mad at your child when they start acting up when they're eating these things, they're not really in control of their emotions. When they eat this, you might notice yourself, you can get irritable after it, after that sugar high drops, you can get super tired, you can get irritable. Um, you might notice too, the more candy you eat or the more sugar you eat, the more you will crave it. Um, sleep might be disrupted. All of these things, they affect us as much as they affect our kids. So, well, our kids are super sensitive, but that's really uh, important to know. Uh, candida and yeast can increase in the system due to stress and poor diet choices. And there can be some stress during the holidays, of course. And I want to help you with that soon um, as well, because I think it's really important to support you. So I've got something coming for you. So stay tuned. Um, if you're on my email list, if you're not get the seven foods guide and we'll be putting something out uh, soon that can really, I think, be helpful for you to support you during the holidays and beyond. Um, and uh, again, by increasing all of these positive things you're doing for your child, you're going to reduce the, these die off and bad negative symptoms that nobody wants to live with. I mean, your, your kids don't want to be having tantrums. Nobody likes to have to be having a tantrum or be anxious all the time. Uh, really make sure if you're gonna eat sugar, there's a couple of tips. A few days prior to a stressful event or, or an increase in sugar, high carbohydrate foods, you can increase uh, or, or have a probiotic. And see, again, you have to start out slow with these one and see if that helps. Now, this is not the case for everybody right away. Again, as I mentioned, please pay attention to the things that I've already talked about with starting that slowly. Chromium picolinate is commonly known to help balance blood sugar levels, assist metabolism, and it helps to fight food cravings. Uh, liver support sometimes is helpful. There are various things, uh, toxin binders that uh, are really helpful. Uh, we really want to help assist the body with detoxification. Even a little lemon in, the, in water in the morning and in the evening, or even three times a day, can really support the liver as well. Um, if you're going to eat sweets, add some nuts or some other source of protein to slow down the effects of the blood glu glucose or insulin release. If you eat, say chocolate, eat it with almonds. It's a far better choice because the, the protein and the fats and the nuts will slow down the sugar absorption in the body. So again, chocolate almonds and dark chocolate is of course much better than milk chocolate. Um, chocolate, honestly, good chocolate should not have milk in it. Um, but, uh, chocolate with almonds is also a much, uh, much better choice. Dark chocolate has higher fiber content as well. Choose candy that does not have any food coloring in it. Uh, this is really important to know, and I'm going to talk about food coloring in just a minute, but you want to eat your sweets also within an hour and be done with it. You don't want to have your child be dragging it out over several hours, like 
maybe think, oh, a little bit now, a little bit and a little bit, a little bit later, and then all through the day. No, just eat it and get it over with and be done with it and tell them these are the, this is the piece you can have today or, you know, now or whatever you're doing, because if you drag it out, then there's sugar in the system longer and it's harder on the body. So it's better to just have it, have them have it and then be done with it. If you know, uh, gluten is a problem for your child, of course, be sure the ingredients, um, be sure of the ingredients before they eat, uh, sugar, real sugar, is much, much hot better than high fructose corn syrup. If you're going to have to choose high fructose corn syrup is horrible and, uh, really, uh, affects the blood sugar levels much at a much higher extreme level, avoid artificial sweeteners, especially aspartame. Uh, it kills the good bacteria in your gut. It creates, uh, as much as three times the obesity of regular sugar, sugar drinks. People are usually eating these, uh, these, this aspartame or these foods thinking that they're, well, this is better because it's, it's, you'd be better off to have a sugar drink than one with aspartame. Not that I want you to eat a, have a sugar drink either. Um, if you want a substitute, a natural sweetener substitute, stevia, organic green leaf, not one with fillers like dextrose and maltodextrin in them, but one that is straight stevia that is natural and organic is actually a great substitute. It does not affect blood sugar levels. And monk fruit is also uh, very commonly used in keto baking and uh, also is, uh, is a, a, one of the others is like stevia that does not affect the blood sugar levels, but also doesn't feed the candida in the gut. So those are a couple of things that uh, you can choose from to help your child uh, be, or, or to make some, some sweet, uh, sweet foods that, that can actually be okay for them to eat and you as well. Um, food coloring, I want to talk about just for just a moment, because it's a big deal. Um, you know, we have to be aware of toxic pesticides, genetically modified organisms in our fruits and vegetables, but we often, of course, meats are often full of pump pumped full of hormones and antibiotics. Now these are really going to affect your gut. You're going to affect your microbiome and all of that. So, um, maybe make sure that whatever meats that you're buying are healthy. They don't have monosodium glutamate in, in them. Deli meats often do. You want to ask your, if you're getting it from a butcher, ask if they put any fillers or, um, preservatives in their meats. Um, if you're buying a whole piece, read your labels, things like that. FD and C dyes actually are not safe. And they have, some of them have a certain percentage of lead, mercury, arsenic, benzodyne, and more because these substances are often too difficult to remove. So the FDA has said that it's acceptable for dyes to contain some of these substances. And the FDA themselves have told us that lead damages the brain. These dyes are known to cause asthma, hyperactivity, moodiness, irritability, depression, and a lot more. And they're using everything from cosmetics to cereal and soda. They make those products look good, but they come with a real price. A list of FDNC dyes and related health issues here for you. Uh, for examples, blue number two has been known for years to cause brain tumors called gliomas. Glial tumors account for one third of all brain tumors. Red number two, the most commonly used dye, shows increased immune system tumors, 
hypersensitivity to allergic reactions and triggers hyperactivity. It's known to cause urinary bladder tumors. Red number three in 1990, the FDA noted this was a thyroid carcinogen and banned it from use in cosmetics and topical drugs, but it is still allowed in candy, baked goods, and oral medications. Green number three, known to cause urinary bladder tumors. Yellow number five, this is a derivative of coal tar. This yellow food coloring is associated with asthma, hyperactivity, and behavioral problems in children. Yellow number six is known to create adrenal tumors and hypersensitivity reactions. Hypersensitivity can be to external stimuli, such as light and noise, or internal moodiness, such as irritability or depression. FDNC colors and medications are allowed to contain double the amount of lead as food coloring. Sadly, these medications are being taken by many people who are already sick and they're already, they already have weak immune systems. So it's really important. You've got to read your labels. You've got to buy organic whenever possible. Make sure that you're not having any nitrates, nitrites, monosodium glutamates, all of these things. You can give your child snacks like hard boiled eggs or salad with nuts and olive oil, sliced cucumbers, celery with almond butter on it. Uh, or you can make them some homemade keto cookies with uh, almond flour and monk fruit. There are lots of great recipes that are safe that you can find. And I will also link to some ketolicious cookies that uh, I know of the, the personal baker of them and they ship within the US and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. I did a, a podcast on it in the past because that might be helpful for you during the holidays as well to have another uh, way to get some, some sweets if you're not able to bake them yourself or don't want to and they make great gifts as well. So anyway, I hope this has been helpful for you and I hope you really enjoy your holidays. We have more to come again. Uh, I want to support you because I know that this can be a really challenging time as much as it is fun too. And we want it to be as fun and as peaceful and happy as it absolutely can. Um, and I wish you all the joy in the holidays and I will see you soon.